welcome back to another episode of the Hashtag Own Your Different show. I am your host and the creator of Hashtag Own Your Different, Madison Dornkamp. Happy freaking Friday, guys. Happy Friday. I personally feel like this week has been a marathon and not a sprint. So hallelujah, it's Friday. I hope I'm not working tomorrow, but I think it's very likely that I am. But I'm still celebrating Friday like it is a holiday. So here we are, and I hope you are too. On this week's episode, I am going to get a little bit more into my background. I had a few people reach out because they just genuinely don't know very much about me. And I forget that because I forget that. A lot of people are new to following me and just joining. So I'm actually going to kind of do a pretty deep dive so that you have better context for who I am and where I come from, what I've been through, that kind of thing. So as you know, I created Hashtag On You Different when I was Miss Colorado USA, but that's not what I'm getting into. I am getting into who I actually am as a human. I, let's start from the beginning. I am from Southeastern Colorado in a really rural area. I have one older brother, this is my only sibling, Logan. And yeah, I have one sibling, that's all there is there. And he still lives in Southeastern Colorado and so does the rest of my family. When I was in the eighth grade, my dad, my brother, and myself were inside of our house in Holly, and it was destroyed by a tornado while we were in there. We were fine, obviously, or I wouldn't be so chill about it at this moment. We were all fine. We lost a lot of our belongings, as most people did in the town of Holly, and people definitely had it a lot worse than we did. Um, we ended up living in a trailer house, and I remember I never unpacked my bags. I wasn't staying. We ended up living in a trailer house in the little town of Grenada, which if you don't know, you can Google how small that is. It's very tiny. That's where my brother and I went to school. It's where I went to school through fifth through 10th grade. And that trailer house was awful. Um, I hated it. It was just my personal opinion. I hated it. Like I felt like if someone farted, you could hear it in the other room, like gross. Even if someone rolled over at night, you could hear it in the other room. And honestly, ugh. So terrible. Anyways, um, we also lived in the Cow Palace, which for those of you in southeastern Colorado also know what that is. The roof used to leak, so my brother and I used to empty these, like, I don't know, buckets and dump them down the sink because the roof would leak. And now, ironically, I work in roofing. (laughs) Full circle. Um, We ended up moving into our, my parents' home in Lamar, when I was a freshman. So my house was destroyed when I was in in March of my eighth grade year. And we, oh, and we moved into the house that my parents now live in, I think in the summer of like going into my freshman year. So that was, we were only in and out for a few months there. I remember moving into my house that my parents have, and it was the nicest home we've, it's the nicest home we've ever, they'll ever own. Um, but it, but for most people, it's a really normal house. It's just a four bedroom, two bathroom home. 
and to a car garage and we had never had a garage where you could park your car in before and <laughs> still think it is the coolest thing um Money has probably, money is something that I would say in my household is talked about every day in my parents' household growing up. Um, I listened a lot. Like, I took things very seriously when they would talk about that kind of thing, which is probably why I'm so financially driven because I know how tight we were on money growing up and how tight, how difficult not having money can be and not being able to afford to do the things you want to do, what strain it can put on a relationship and it can put between two people. So that's something that's always b- played a role in my life. Um, I'm very close to my dad, which I think everyone probably knows. Very, very close to my dad. We don't agree on much other than we obviously like each other. Um, so if you ever need an example of people who don't agree that genuinely love each other to death and like each other and listen to each other. He doesn't listen to me always. Um, and, but really, really respect each other. Him and I are prime examples of that. I transferred schools when I was a junior. So I ended up going to graduating from Lamar high school, took my first year of college, uh, Lamar Community College and a professor of mine, Liz Whittem, played a huge role in my future. And not very many people know this. So I had $8,000 of my education paid for by a gentleman in Southeastern Colorado because of Liz Whittem, because she believed in me. She believed in what I could do in school. She genuinely just believed in me. She's always believed in me. She is someone that I still talk to (laughs) and keep in touch with and her opinion definitely is important to me especially when it comes to things like big decisions I like to ask her about real estate and different things so that she's been a key person in my life too um I went to Johnson and Wales University in 2012 and graduated with a bachelor's in 2014 I studied abroad in Costa Rica because it was the same price (laughs) And a fun fact, I had no idea where Costa Rica was, even on the globe. Didn't even know, didn't even know that's where I was going until like two months ahead of time because originally I wanted to go to Spain and life happened and I couldn't go on that trip. So I chose to go to Costa Rica and had the best time. That was my first time flying by myself and my first time out of the country. I was optimistic and clueless, which kind of is my theme, overly optimistic. Just carry that with you. My glass is always half full. And then college happened. I worked 40 hours a week when I was in college and took 21 credit hours. I didn't fuck around. I was out when I was 21 um, and struggled financially. So here's the things that are important. So I never felt like I had a fit. I've always felt like I do things for like the thrill of being alive, enjoying things. I like an adventure. I'd like things to be different. I'm wildly independent and I hate things being boring. So I'm very, I'm, I'm a good worker, but I'm easily bored. So I did a bunch of different jobs out of college. And I kid you not, I worked my fucking ass off and was so broke. I would work 60, 70 hours a week and could barely afford my one bedroom apartment and barely afford anything like I 
honestly was such a shell of a human because I was so tight with my money. I didn't go out and drink. I didn't go out and party because I didn't have the money to do it. So I didn't do it. And I sacrificed so fucking hard. I put money on my credit card when I shouldn't have. I always wanted to be Miss Colorado from when I was 21 or 22. So my story of Miss Colorado, which I'm sure most of you probably know by now, I made the top 15 when I was 22, 23, wait, 21, 22, and 23. Didn't compete when I was 24 and then came back and won when I was 25. I spent a shit ton of money on Miss Colorado and competing and then a shit ton when I won. So if you're ever thinking of competing in a pageant, just FYI, you could probably buy a brand new Mercedes for what I spent. And mind you, I was poor, very poor. So a lot of that went on a credit card, which is now paid off, by the way. And then in... I remember this is one thing that I definitely was a pivotal moment for me. I got into self-development when I was 22. I had never done any self-development before. I had never, nothing. I'd never done any of that. And I got into it when I was 22 and it started changing my life. I started listening to podcasts. I started listening to The Skinny Confidential. And I started learning from things that Lauren Everett's did. Like I felt like it was so inspiring that she just owned her story of like, I was broke as shit and I was working as a bartender and teaching Pilates and pure bar and blogging all night. Like I had so much admiration for that because I felt like I was fucking hustling and really I was not moving anywhere. So it's like, I'm going to get somewhere. I don't know where I'm going, but I'm going somewhere. So I, and I remember I started this when I was working a nine to five job. Within maybe uh, five weeks of working this nine to five job, I was bored out of my fucking mind and knew I needed to quit. I loved the people I worked with, um, but they were all older than me. And I remember them complaining about their life. And it just sounded like to me that they had accepted that this was their life. And I remember thinking to myself like, oh, fuck no, fuck no, fuck no, this is not happening I am not allowing my life to just be like, well, this is what I settled for. This is what I accepted. This is what I felt like I deserved. So one day I just decided that I was done. My parents were pissed, mind you, because my parents are very traditional. You know, you work the same job, yada, yada. I was quitting a job and had no plan. I had served before, so I was like, whatever, I'll just keep serving and get a better serving job than the one I got. Like, it's going to be fine. And I'll go to real estate school. Literally had no plan. I also was so um, soft-spoken at that time. I don't know if soft-spoken is the right word. But I wasn't strong enough to work in sales at that point in my career to really be thrown into real estate. Now I could work in sales and hold my own. But I hadn't had anyone be mean to me or I hadn't had anyone be like, I didn't know how to negotiate yet. Not fully. Not to the extent of like confrontation now. And I mean, I have confrontation now every day in my job, which means my personal life has to be so smooth. Like if you even moderately piss me off and you're trying to date me, I'm just going to tell you to go fuck yourself because you're not enhancing my life because my work environment, sometimes all of the contractors I work with are amazing. I have zero complaints, but I still have to work with adjusters and that's unfortunately not always the case. I mean, I'm definitely sugarcoating some of the things I've been told. Um, 
and you still have to work with people and sometimes you have to be really good at articulating and explaining your reasoning for things and it can be difficult and it can be draining. Now back to back to me working this nine to five job. So I quit this job, started working at Kona Grill in Cherry Creek and tried to do real estate classes. I actually bought two sets of real estate classes and big shocker here, folks, fucking hated it. So here I am, 20, what am I, 22 or 23 at this point. And I'm, I think I was 23. And all I could think was, fuck, maybe I am just the worst. Like maybe, maybe this, maybe I, may, this is not good, folks. This is not good. That's all I could think. I was like, I hate real estate. I couldn't get the classes done. And then I realized, I was like, I'm too weak to work in real estate at this point in time. Like someone was mean to me at work one day and it almost made me cry. So (laughs) clearly I wasn't going to be able to negotiate with someone across the table at that point. And then I just felt like I was lost. So my 25th birthday, so it was 20, I guess I was 24 going into 25. 25th birthday, I had a full on quarter life crisis. I mean, y'all, if there was ever a poster child for a quarter-life crisis, it was fucking me. I remember laying on my couch, and this is pathetic, but I'm sharing it with you because sometimes pathetic is what we all need to hear because it's fucking relatable. I remember working at Kona Grill in the morning, agreeing to because I had no plans. So I worked and made a whole, like, $20, not exaggerating, definitely cost me more to just get there than it did to work and then went out I had no plans you guys I had no plans for my 25th birthday none I think I ended up going out to pho with a girl that I worked with because she probably she felt bad for me because hi I'm fucking pathetic um and then I went home and laid on my couch and watched 50 shades of gray Went downstairs because I lived above a Cold Stone, got a tub of Cold Stone ice cream and hated it. And I shouldn't say hated it, ate it. And decided from that moment forward that I could, I decided this would be the last birthday that I spent like this. I just decided wallowing. I was wallowing would be the words. Feeling sorry for my fucking self because I made no plans because I didn't take the initiative to make any plans for my birthday which was stupid. So I decided, I was like, okay, never again. Never again are you going to be sitting or laying on your fucking couch feeling sorry for yourself on your birthday. Figure out how to get to the beach. Figure out how to make the life that you want. So I, the next day, decided that I was starting my blog. So I started my blog. um, It launched in February, that next February. So that was November and it launched in February. Um, I also started looking for regular jobs. I was like, clearly you're not making enough money being a server and you're also obviously not going to finish real estate classes and you're not going to be a server for very long because you don't like this shit. Like I love to serve one or two days a week. Full time is not for me. Um, and I know that I know myself well enough now now to know that. So off I go month of December, and I had I had some customers at Kona that I befriended, and 
this is where my story gets really interesting because almost no one knows this. So I actually got a job because I started dating a guy that went that came to Kona Grill. And there's so many red flags here. We're not going to get into the specifics. Um, Other than me really just being a ding dong. Um, He would tip me really well. And I mean really well. Like, for example, I walked out of there one night with $700 and only had $600 in sales. For those of you that work in the service industry, you know how weird that is that I would have walked out with $700 and only had 600 in sales. That means I made more than the restaurant made that day off of me serving. And that was like a Monday in January. Um, anyways, I ended up like dating this guy who turned out to be awful. But here are the pros. He got me a job at a roofing company as a marketing and some bullshit. I mean, truthfully, he was trying to be controlling as why he did this is he didn't want me serving anymore and he didn't want me working for a different roofing company. So I started working and worked in marketing, which turned into me learning a lot about the business because I had to do a lot of office work and I worked remotely, which in turn led me to, I mind you, you guys, I also was, this was a very abusive mentally and mentally and physically abusive relationship. And this dude happened to be my boss. So I was in a really shitty situation, but I learned a fucking lot. And one of the things I learned was how to do what I do for a living now. I also got in really good shape during this time frame and just focused on myself. Like I was dating this dude. He was a crazy person. I couldn't get rid of him. I tried to dump him every day for seven months and he wouldn't leave. Very long story. Very gruesome. We don't need to get into it. I'm obviously fine now. Plenty of therapy time. Um, but I focused on myself. I focused on my personal development and I just focused on the belief that I deserved the life that I wanted and the belief that I was good enough because it came apparent to me that in the midst of being in that relationship, like he was very, very financially successful. And I realized I was like, you don't do like it clicked somewhere in my head that like, you don't deserve that any more than I do. Like, I can get that. Like, I should go get that. Like, I can do that. And I guess I had never had the confidence in myself to believe that, like, hey, I can do this. I can create this future. I can create this life for me. The only fucking person stopping me is myself and my belief that I'm not good enough and that I don't deserve a better life. And I don't really, I don't have that belief anymore at all. Um, But that gave me the ability to learn how to do the job that I do now. But y'all, I was very poor. I was broke as fuck. And also, I was competing for Miss Colorado, and this was the same year that I won. So I won when I was 25. So literally less than a year after I had wallowed on the couch, I won Miss Colorado. And that was an incredible experience. And I was still fucking broke. I remember that next January, I was going to Pageant Power Week, which is something they do for future productions, and I needed $600. This was, it was Christmas. This was Christmas. I needed $600 before like January 6th because I needed to be able to pay for my people at Pageant Power Week because my credit card was almost maxed out, and I didn't have the $600, and I didn't have other jobs closing yet because I was just starting to make commissions 
This is before I started my business. And I manifested so fucking hard. I just knew. I was like, you know what? I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to get that money. I'm not going to cancel anything. I'm going to fucking figure it out. Like, it's going to come to me. It's going to come to me. And you know what? I fucking did. I ended up getting a job to close out. They capped it out early. All the things fell right into place for me. And I was able to pay that for everything I needed in cash. Amazing. Mindset, people. All about your mindset. I believed that it was going to happen, and then it did. Granted, you obviously can't just believe you're going to be a rock star and then not do any work for it, but you have to believe in yourself. And then within three months, and I tell you guys, I just believed. I believed in myself, and I just knew that I would figure it out. Like, I will figure it out. I believe that I deserve the life that I want and I can create it and I'm going to figure it out. And within three months, I was making five to six times the amount of money and had opened up my own business. And I will tell you this, if you ever think of opening your own business, keep in mind that nothing is as glamorous as it looks. Um, Running your own business is hard. I definitely would say I'm like a serial entrepreneur. I like to do a million things. Like that's just my personality. I focus on one thing at a time when I'm physically doing it, but I like to have multiple ventures going. Um, It's just who I am. I love it. I love all the things. And I think that it's important that I share this with you too, is now I live in a nicer home than I ever have before. And multiple times I have found myself in awe of how nice this home is because I remember that it wasn't that long ago that I couldn't afford anything like this. And I am so grateful for it. I'm so grateful that that this is the life I get to live. And I hope that that gives you a little bit more context on who I am and where I come from because I don't come from much. I come from a strong-ass fucking work ethic as a family. Like, I would tell you my dad and my brother are the hardest-working individuals on the planet. (laughs) Your girl likes the beach and a little bit more of a relaxation than they do. But the second you start believing in yourself, believing you are worthy, believing you are enough, And believing you deserve everything you want is when your life will change. And not just to not don't just believe that today, believe it tomorrow, the day after that. You truthfully have to believe it so hard and you have to just become the person you want to be. And I know that sounds crazy, but I had a lady when I was training for Miss Colorado and I didn't win. She told me to be Miss Colorado and I didn't was like, what do you mean? I'm not, I haven't won anything. And she told me to be what I thought Miss Colorado would be. So like now, even today, I'm like, what would, like, what do I want to be? Who do I want to be? What do I want to do? What, who do I want to love? How do I want to love? How do I want to love someone? How do I want to be loved? How do I want to feel? How do I want to look? Um, anything. And then I, put myself in the position to be that person, get outside of my comfort zone, everything. Because honestly, everything in your life starts with one step and starts with a mindset that you can. And yes, you absolutely can. It's fucking hard, but you can do hard things. We can all do hard things. And when it gets tough, 
that's when you're on the brink of something so wonderful. And sometimes you have to just sit with the toughness, sit with the difficulties and get through it and don't give up. And the slightest little bit of progress is the biggest gleam of hope. And that's what I have for you guys this week. I hope that gives you a better look into who I am, my background. Maybe you know a little bit more about me now. Thank you all so much for listening. Thank you for continuing to listen. I love you so much. Please make sure you rate and review the podcast. If you ever have feedback, please reach out. And I love to take feedback into consideration. Have a great weekend.